Well, ladies, for starters, I'm 81 years old and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I've been a part of Zionsville Fellowship for nearly half of my life, but I'd like to share a little bit of the other half. So I was born into a loving musical family in a rural community about 50 miles north and west of here. And this community valued um, family life, education, church life. And um, music, due to a teacher that had been in our system for years. And she kind of ran the system. And she was a music teacher. <coughs> when I was 11, our church held a, a special meeting service, with, ending with an invitation for those who would like to know God better to come forward. And my parents went forward. And in a few moments, I went forward because I wanted to know God. And <laughs> the pastor gave me a book, thick and small print, and told me to read it. And when I was 12, I could become a member of the church. Well, I tried to read it. I couldn't read it and understand it. And I didn't read it, but I became a member of the church. And I sang, and I attended Sunday school, and I came, became the president of the youth group. And I graduated, and I went to Ball State to get a teaching degree. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Or another Doris Day, for those of you who know who she is. And while I was there, a professor who was getting her doctorate from the University of Illinois was doing a pilot study at Ball State on the understanding of sight singing and constructing chords and taught us how to build chords in every key, and it changed my musical life. I had no idea all the churches I would play for and the soloists I would play for and the, and the school I would teach, and I didn't even know they existed. I was only there a year, and so was she, only there a year. And that was the first step that God ordered that I knew about in my life. And I, I became aware um, about three or four years ago how important the scripture is in um, Proverbs. In his heart, man plans his course but God directs his steps. And what a comfort that is when things aren't so good. God has allowed it. And so, anyway, in one year, I transferred to Franklin College, graduated from there with a degree to teach anything, grades one through eight. Married my childhood sweetheart heart in June of 1960. Four months later, he left for the National Guard and returned in May to find a very pregnant wife. And Leanne was born <clears throat> July the 3rd in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Ed was offered a position as a personal dental technician for a prominent dentist in Indianapolis. And now I see all of the, st the steps that God ordered that we just thought were coincidences. He, Ed was in the barber shop when a former junior high teacher of his came in and asked him what he was doing. And he said, oh, oh, Ed, you don't want to live in Indianapolis. You need to come to Zionsville. I have an apartment, and, and I think you'd like it in Zionsville. How right he was. We moved to Zionsville, and we never left. And now I know why a pastor friend of Ed's family called on us. There were only three churches in Zionsville when we came, by the way. 
and he called on us and asked us to visit his church where 12 years after I said I wanted to know God, I found out how to really know him. A guest minister asked the question, if you died tonight, do you know you would have a home in heaven? And I thought, I think I would. And his next words were, I didn't say, do you think you would? <laughs> do you know you would? And if you'd like to know how to know, please come and the pastor and I will tell you. I handed the end to a very surprised Ed because he thought I already knew. And when I heard the scripture from Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of works. It's a gift of God, not of works, so that you can't boast. I was so relieved. I had, I had worked hard to, to be what I thought God wanted me to do. And I wasn't trying to fool anyone, although I did. I didn't know I didn't know. I had believed that Jesus was the Son of God who died on the cross, was resurrected. That was history. I was believing history. But when I found out that he died on the cross for my sins, for all of them, what a relief. And that was salvation. Our pastor had received his training from Moody Bible Institute and he taught the truth of God's word every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening, every midweek service. And we grew quickly, spiritually. And God blessed us with another little girl. And her name is Laura. Now I understand why that same pastor urged us to go to Moody Week at Winona Lake. Moody Week was a fantastic Bible conference with a vibrant children's program and dynamic Bible teachers for the adults. One of them was Warren Wiersbe. Wow. And one of those speakers at, this, at that conference suggested that if we wanted direction in how to serve the Lord, that we should pray that God would give us a burden. Now, when we returned home, a young Christian dentist uh, in the same professional building where Ed was, Ed asked us to, to attend their missions conference. And what we heard there prompted our interest in missions. And God worked many miracles for us to obtain a large home with an apartment over the garage with full bath, a walkout basement with a full bath and a kitchen, and a fireplace like ours upstairs and room for three bedrooms, a huge kitchen. Well, we knew that that's what we wanted to do. And we found out about this place, but it was, um, it was very unusual. It wasn't finished yet. And Ed had checked what the taxes on the place were. And he says to me, Joyce, you might tell Pete Paddock, who was a, a Christian uh, principal of our elementary school, that you, you would be willing to have two days of substitute work next, next year. And so before I could ever um, get a hold of Pete, I received a phone call from a principal at Union School when it was out on 32. And she said, Joyce, I, I'd like to offer you a teaching position at Union, teaching music grades one through five, one-fifth the salary 
that you would deserve. Well, I had my master's by then. And so that was going to be like two and a half days of substitute work. And I wasn't going to get the early morning calls. I was going to know where I was going. So when I told Ed, he says, God's going to give us that home. Well, the big bonus, other than that, was that I got to meet a young woman named Cornelia Wall. She was a kindergarten teacher who needed a ride back to Zinesville because her car uh, wasn't working and she had ordered a part for it, or she and her husband had. And we'd always visit in the car before she went in, and, and the part didn't come, the part didn't come. And she renewed her faith. She had already uh, had faith, but during college had kind of wavered. And so she renewed her faith, and her husband came to know the Lord, and still we were sitting in the car. And then the day the mechanic called, and he says, oh, this part is in, and you know it's been here a long time. We just had overlooked it. Oh, was God ordering some steps? Now remember her name for future reference. The Lord gave us the unfinished home, and Ed had nearly finished the mission, missionary quarters, and missionaries were coming. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> this is a morning thing for me, girls. I don't have a cough. <coughs> anyway, Ed says, we're running out of money and I'd, I don't want to borrow. And then he left, and I sat down at the kitchen table, breakfast room table, and I said, Lord, I know I'm not supposed to worry, but you and I know I am. And you've been so faithful to provide for this missionary quarters. And I don't know what we're supposed to do. Would you show us? <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, the phone rang. It was Hal Sharp, superintendent of schools. Pardon me. <coughs> oh, dear, dear. Okay. And he says, uh, Joyce, you've got to help me. I just had a general music teacher quit at the middle school. And she's um, two weeks before school starts. She's only a part-time teacher. And I'll never be able to fill it. You've got to help me. Mm. And that started a teaching career that was to last for years. And it was more fun than I can tell you. We started with no chorus. There was no music for the kids except a general music course. We ended up with three choirs and sold out performances several times a year. These kids were really good, beyond belief. And I just enjoyed, I enjoyed them so much. And I was able to speak of my faith. Well, back to another Moody Week. I met Judy Streeter on the beach at Winona Lake, and she and Tom came out to our campground for dinner, and we developed a friendship. She and I had a lot in common, musically. Learned about small groups. Uh, that was a new concept in the 70s. You went to church for your prayer meeting and Bible study, but in the 70s, they started having small groups in the homes uh, up in Chicago, where he was. <clears throat> and sometime later, uh, Tom met us, and um, he said he was thinking about starting another church. His kid had started one in Chicago several years ago, and he was ready to plant another church, and he was considering Zionsville as one possibility. Now, we had come home and started a small group, and 
he had taught Romans, he'd come down and taught Romans to our small group at a weekend retreat. The Lord ordered the steps of many, including our small group, that helped start ZF in September of 81. We were the new kids on the block. We were an interdenominational church, and we sang worship songs as well as hymns. We were questionable. We didn't have a building. We were meeting in a school. But remember Cornelia Wall? She invited us to stay at a home that she and her siblings had inherited in Prospect Harbor, Maine. <clears throat> we did, and we loved it. And we went to church that morning and taught the, some of the little kids a new Bible school song. And we sang, and we returned twice more over the years. And the Lord once again ordered our steps to find us a bungalow in Prospect Harbor down the road from Cornelia, a real bargain. We gave Bible schools at that little church for at least 15 summers. The girls were part of it, and when the Hutzels came and helped, uh, they were part of it. And of course, locals from the church. And one of the young girls who received Christ now leads a women's Bible study. And her husband pastors the church and leads worship. She also works with the children. This past summer, we studied <clears throat> The Adorned Book by Nancy Lee DeMoth um, Balgamuth. It's a great book to study. And with others, it spanked me. Uh, and our marriage is better for it. You know, I'm the queen of expectation land. That's not a good kingdom. And when you've been married, um, as long as we have, and it'll be 60 years in June, partners can take each other for granted. Health issues can bring limitations. And the chapter on kindness was very helpful and spoke applicable truths to my life. So, what about now? The Lord sold our home where we'd been for 47 years, and we had 47 days to get out, just in time for us to move into Hoosier Village. We couldn't have done it without our girls, but we, we, got, we got it done. The Lord got it done. And, of course, I had some health issues, as did Ed, but we got there just in time to be cared for with a home that's fully handicapped, ready. So what now? Well, I want to learn more. I want to grow more. I want to learn what Paul learned, and it's such a comfort to me that he says he learned it. He had to learn it to be content. He says, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances, in disappointments, to be content. God orders the steps. God's good. He allowed my vision deficit, but he protected me from so many other deficits I could have had. I can't get things done as quickly as I did due to my vision, and I can't drive. I can pray. I can read. I can still sing. I can still walk and talk. You can't tell I've had a stroke if I don't tell you. But I really know it. 
inspiring others with the joy of music has been my life. I've played the piano and directed choirs in churches at every church I've been in, including the one in Maine. It makes my heart sing. Praying draws me closer to the Lord. Encouraging others with the word of God fulfills my heart. Whether here or in Maine or on a bus or on a plane, I encourage you to look in your life for the steps that God ordered. It is a wonderful experience. You just look back and find it, and it increases your faith. Yeah, Joseph was a, he had his steps ordered. Do you think God can't order our steps? We may not be Joseph, but he'll order our steps, and it's a comfort. <laughs>